My name is Lexi, and you just heard my song Miranda from the album Love Reset. And you can find that album streaming everywhere YouTube, Instagram, Apple, Spotify, Tidal, Amazon, pretty much any major music streaming platform. You can find that album. Or if you want to go the extra mile in supporting me, and buying directly, you can buy the physical album from LexiATL.com. That's L-E-X-C-A-T-L.com. That song was a lot of fun. If you listen closely to the lyrics, then it's basically reading you your Miranda rights, teaching you your Miranda rights, and it's like a like a foreplay kind of thing going on, but respectfully, very respectfully. And um, I just really like that song. It's good, high energy. And it's upbeat, so I really like it. So yeah, check that out. Let me know what you think. Support by buying the album. But welcome. Thank y'all for tuning in. This is Lex Chat that you're tuned into right now. And Lex Chat is a show dedicated to music entertainment, where we talk about the industry and the business, and we help each other to become better artists. You can catch these chats live on Instagram at LexiATL. That's at L-E-X-C-A-T-L or YouTube to be part of the conversation, or you can catch the replays on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. Wherever you're listening or watching, please like, subscribe, follow, and engage with the content by leaving comments and reviews. If you want to go the extra mile in supporting me, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash LexiATL, where you can make a monthly donation to help me to be able to create and give you more valuable content on a more consistent basis. Shout out to my patrons, official Mr. Flat Shoals and Eldon Cleary. Thank you guys so much for supporting me. I really appreciate y'all. Updates and announcements. Do I have any updates for y'all? Whoever's tuned in live right now, there is the virtual coffee date coming up on Sunday. That's November 5th. The live, it's a virtual coffee date on Instagram. And by then I will have my YouTube figured out as well. So the coffee date is going to be on November 5th at 12 o'clock, just about an hour. Um, not going to do the physical meetups yet until I get a bigger crowd together for people actually coming to the meetups. So be on the lookout for that. As far as announcements, um, I think the last time I recorded a Lex chat, I did the show for the love of music, which was a concert put on and hosted by Julian or J Eon is his artist name. And that show went very well. I performed some songs from my album for the very first time. Uh, that was my first time performing any of those songs live. And the songs I did were 
Too many times who you love. This is the part where I played a snippet of options and then I did real love lovers in this war and it's a good day. We outside. And that was a really dope performance. Like I had fun. I had my hair. I had my weave in back then. I got my braids now because it was time to take that weave out, child. But uh, my natural hair is flourishing. I just need to um, be mindful of my scalp. I've never dealt with this before. And this might be too much information for some people. But my scalp at the front here is like super flaky. Like, I don't know if y'all have ever seen those scratching videos on YouTube where people have like a crazy amount of dandruff and ridiculously flaky scalps. Well, that happened to me today. <laughs> I was looking at my scalp in the front of my head and I'm noticing it's just flakier than usual. So I go to scratch it and like a, a big, a big flake came off and I was like, wow, this is new. So I don't know if it's because of the cold weather, which this is literally the first year this has ever happened, or if maybe I'm not using the proper products. I have felt like there was something wrong with the front of my head for a while though, honestly, because I went to, um, a hairstylist and the products that she was using on my edges, I just felt like it wasn't, I, I felt like my hair didn't like it. I don't think my skin liked it. And so I feel like it gave like an adverse reaction, but um, let me know if anybody's ever dealt with that before. I'm, I'm feeling pretty gross. Even though I've watched those scratching videos a bunch of times on YouTube, I'm, I'm feeling pretty gross about it since it's actually happening on me. Um, other than that, yeah, the uh, concert was great. <laughs> I don't know how I transitioned into the flakes, but the concert was great. Um, oh yeah, I took the weave out, washed my hair. I did the weave myself. So, and maybe I did the weave wrong. I don't know, but I've been doing my own hair for a few months because um, yeah, just trying to save money, be economical. And um, yeah, I had my hair curled and I had on like this Motown-esque type of dress, like skin tight, but mermaid coming out at the knees. It was like a sheer mermaid style coming out at the knees. It was like a, a beige and cream color with the back out and like a deep V. Very, very cute in my opinion. I loved it. I had actually gotten that dressed. Uh, I got that dress sometime last year actually from this shop named Akira at the mall. And it was maybe like 40, 50 bucks. I never knew where I was gonna be able to wear it, but it came in handy for this concert. I never got rid of it. So I'm glad I got to wear it at least once finally. And the show went really well. I got great reception from the audience and someone even bought the album, well, a couple people. Somebody bought a physical album from me while there and then somebody digitally purchased it in front of me. So that was really cool. And I uh, made a little bit of money off of that. That's always nice. And I reported the live performance on my um, PRO with my PRO. And speaking of that, like I, that actually is a perfect segue into the topic that I want to get into today. So all those announcements out of the way, the topic I want to get to right this week on Lex Chat, I'm going to I want to chat with you about the things every artist should be doing every single month. This topic came about after I sat down to register some songs and live performances that I did in October which I actually should have registered those songs months ago after they were done and settled or immediately after they released, but I didn't do that. With registering the live performance, I hadn't performed in a long time. This For the Love of Music concert was the first time I performed. I feel like maybe not the first time I performed this year, but yeah, I feel like it is actually, at least since the album dropped. 
But um, yeah, registering performances is another way to get paid. And I didn't want to miss out on that money, especially after I was having a chat with one of my friends and we were figuring out why he got paid so much more from his PRO in previous years compared to now. But all of that to say that I need to do better about being on my P's and Q's as an artist. There's a lot I do by myself and I'm proud of everything I'm able to get done. But something that I cannot allow myself to fall off with is the administrative side of being an artist, which goes hand in hand with the business side of being an artist. So in this episode, we're going to chat about some things that we should all be making sure we are absolutely getting in the habit of taking care of every single month. I do these things typically at the end of the month as like a an end of the month wrap up, you know, and planning for the upcoming month. But as long as you're doing these things at least once a month, take two to three days in the month, maybe just a day, a day if you're ambitious. I like to kind of spread certain things out, but maybe I should stop doing that. But if you just do this at the top of the month or at the end of the month, for me, I do it at the end, then I think we'll be okay. So a quick run of what we're going to be talking about, things that every artist should be doing every single month. And these are just a few things that I thought of. There could be more, but I feel like these are the basic things, things that we should all be doing and things that I would like to see myself do as well. So preaching to the choir here, y'all. First up, update your song catalog. Next is register your songs if you haven't already done so. Register your live performances. Look over your payroll and expenses or your overall budget. Look over your analytics and your insights and make a plan, continue your plan or revise a plan for how you're going to move forward for the upcoming month. So again, this is based off of me and I typically do these things at the end of the month. Well, really my payroll is what I do at the end of the month, which I'll get into that. But again, whenever you're choosing to do this at least once a month, make sure you're doing it every 30 days. Okay. Make sure you're doing it every single month. So let's get into the in-depth explanation of all of these things. So the first one, update your song catalog. You should be keeping track of all the songs you've done for your records and to keep track of your credits. Keeping your catalog updated is like keeping track of points to put on your resume. There's no other way people really know what you've worked on if you don't tell them unless they see your name on the credits. But not everybody looks at the song credits these days because it's a bit harder to find credits if the platform you're listening on doesn't have that feature. So updating your song catalog That's for you to keep track of the music that you have worked on. That includes music that you have written, recorded, mixed and mastered for yourself. I'm an engineer, so that also includes any songs that I've engineered on and any songs that I've written on, any songs that I put background vocals on or any songs that I have vocally produced. Um, That'll be songs that I mix, songs that I master, you know, anything of that nature. Any song that you are involved in, any project you are involved in, put it in your catalog. And I first started doing this. I have not done it all 2023, mind you. So I'm calling myself out on this as well, y'all. But I have been doing this since, let's say I'm updated through like 2020, right? Or 2021. And 
back then sound exchange would allow you to submit your catalog so that you can claim the money for all of the music that you have out there that you're involved with that you have you know splits on you got a, a percentage of the writer's share on it and basically what they want to know is you can either go to sound exchange and download their template for free or you can make a little sheet for yourself but you basically want the date that it was recorded either you started it or you finished it really when you started it so the first day that you recorded it put that date what's the name of the song I would also include the producer, especially with a lot of artists that I work with. I would include the link to the YouTube beat because basically everybody is going to YouTube for beats because they're just so affordable. So I would do the date, the name of the song, the name of the producer, the URL link that you got the beat from just in case because I hate having to track stuff down. Um, put how long the song is, put the BPM, put the key of the song, put where you recorded it, um, yes, yeah, like the studio and the address of the studio, and then everybody who was involved on the song who is who are the songwriters? Who are the songwriters? If it goes on to get mixed and mastered, who was the tracking engineer? Who was the mixing engineer? Who was the mastering engineer? Sometimes that one engineer did all of those roles, and then, um, is it explicit? Yes or no? Um, when was it released? Stuff like that is the information that you want to include on your catalog. And if you're not doing it at the end of every session, which I know is a lot, then at least, and I'm talking to myself as well, at least make sure you go through your emails or however it is you send messages. I really believe that don't get too caught up airdropping stuff because it's really hard to pay attention to when you sent people things that way. So I prefer email because it timestamps everything. So go back to your emails, go back through your messages, however you're sending them look at all the stuff that you did and then type all that information in there. And this will be like your administrative day, just one day out of the month, right? One day that you plan on doing this. <laughs> Next point, register your songs. You cannot always rely on people to register for you. If you've already signed a split sheet and you know each other's each um, each writer's percentage and the PRO that they're affiliated with and their PRO information, then go ahead and register the song with your PRO. Now, some people jump the gun when they do this because writers end up getting involved like further down the line of production with songs, but you should be registering your songs as soon as for me, as soon as the concept is done. And I know I don't want any other people involved Sometimes it gets messy with like bigger situations because it goes from the hands of the producer, the engineer, the songwriter, anyone who contributed background vocals. If there's a sample included, if it's somebody who hooked up the connect, that person might get a split on it. And not everybody is privy to like all of the hands that are involved in, you know, making a record get to where it gets to. Right. So it might be that. It might be the mix engineer, the mastering engineer, and it it could pass through a lot of hands and you're just never quite sure sometimes when you go to different situations, like bigger situations, how many hands the song's gonna get passed through and how many people are gonna want a piece of the pie. But on my level right now, it's very easy for me. I'll use the example of my album, Love Reset, and me and Maurice decided down the middle, 50-50. So that made it extremely easy. I know I didn't want any any other producers. I know I didn't want any other writers. 
there's only like one exception of um, a rapper that I had featured on It's a Good Day, We Outside. Shout out to I Wordplay. He's the rapper featured on that song. But that makes it easy because that's my friend. I've known him for years. He knows how the business works. I just made sure to communicate with him. Hey, can you do a verse? And this is how much of a percentage I'll give you on the song. I took that from my writer's share. The writer's share typically goes 50-50, 50% to the producer, 50% to the songwriter. But of course, all of those things are negotiable, but pretty much it was 50-50 down the line for that whole project between myself and Maurice, right? So you should be registering your songs with your PRO. Now, next thing you should be doing, you should be registering your live performances. PRO stands for Performance Rights Organization which means that you are getting paid by this organization to perform your songs, right? Y'all are gonna think I'm so slow, but (laughs) I kind of just realized what that really meant like a week ago after talking to one of my friends, but it makes so much sense, right? It makes sense why it's called a performance rights organization, performance. So I actually looked at my statement and I saw what the breakdowns were And sadly, this is like the first time in years that I'm looking at these statements. So a lot of this information I really should have been keeping up on. But, you know, if you're a new artist, you can start out so much further than me just by listening to these Lex chats. So I haven't decided if I'm if I'm going to put this into the actual thing or not. But um, let me see. So I have my PRO. I'm associated with ASCAP. The big three is ASCAP, BMI, and CSAC in the United States. Um, If you are getting, if you're collecting royalties through a a distribution agency, like a DistroKid, TuneCore, CD Baby, do not rely on them alone to collect your money. You need to also have a performance rights organization because you are needing to collect money from different facets of the industry. There's money all over the place and the industry is not very straightforward. There's a bunch of places you got to get your money from. So distributor gives you some money. Your PRO gets you some money. Sound exchange gets you some money. Um, the MLC gives you some money and there might be some other ones, but those are like the main ones to pay attention to, to make sure you're getting paid, which I need to get the MLC. This is calling me out as well, but talking about that statement, right? From ASCAP. Writer domestic distribution for me. That's my writer name. I have my member ID, my IPI number. Anytime you are doing split sheets and you're signing information, make sure you get the person's full name. So their writer, their full name, how they registered as a writer, and then the IPI number, not the member ID. You need the IPI number. And then if they have a publisher associated with them, give them the name of your publisher and the IPI number. It's really not enough to give the IPI number. It's kind of a headache. Um, I just went through this when I was registering some stuff and I found out that the spelling I was given was different from what I was told or I was never given a name in the first place. So it was kind of annoying having to go through the repertoire and the repertory to figure out the names and everything. But I'm rambling. I don't want to make this too long. So on this statement, the different categories for getting paid, it's split up domestic and international. I don't think ASCAP collects for international. So this is showing me all domestic. The performance categories include ABC, CBS, NBC Network TV. That's one line. Another line is Fox, CW, MY Network TV. Another line is Univision. And then there's local TV blanket, local TV per program, 
cable TV blanket, cable TV per program. PBS has a separate line, broadcast and satellite radio. Internet has a separate line. Additional categories has a separate line. Symphonic concerts, recitals, educational concerts. Um, And the additional categories, the reason why I'm telling you to register your performances is because the additional categories means ASCAP on stage, which is how I register my live performance with ASCAP. I'm sure BMI has something similar, but I just don't know the name of it. And CSAC probably has the same. But under additional categories is also Banco Popular, circuses, ice shows, theme parks, and Radio City. I actually need to research what Radio City is because I'm actually not sure about that, but those are the categories. So make sure you are registering your live performances with your performance rights organization. Next up is payroll and expenses. Now, I don't know how far along y'all are in your business or if you even have a separate business account from your personal account, but I do. So I run my payroll at the end of the month every single month. So what I'm looking at is I'm looking at my quota and I'm seeing if I met my quota, if I came below my quota or if I exceeded it. I'm looking at the expenses I had for the month, which can include things like marketing with social media. So like I've done marketing with YouTube, which would be Google ads and then Instagram or Facebook. Um, Some other expenses would include the expenses that I have to incur when I am, um, ordering CDs, the physical copies, there are fees associated when people pay through the website versus if they pay directly through me. But then I have to pay fees associated with getting the CDs manufactured and shipped out. I'm also looking at studio rental fees. As an engineer, I'm only getting paid from the hourly, but part of my expense is paying the studio out to be able to use the room. So that's something that I write off as an expense. I'm also looking at if I paid for any new merch orders, So if I got new business cards, if I got a batch of t-shirts, if I got a batch of posters or stickers, anything of that nature, if I bought a bunch of CD inserts, anything of that nature, that's also going to go on my expenses. Um, I need us all, I need all creatives and just people in general to really be on it when it comes to keeping up with a budget. We all need to be keeping up with a budget. It's very important. It's very important. And um, I'm pretty sure I did an episode on this already, but if y'all want me to go into detail about a creative budget, <laughs> I might be what I call it even, but a creative budget. If you want me to go into detail about that, please let me know. But basically, whatever money I'm bringing into my business, right? I pay myself a payroll. I pay myself a salary and that salary gets sent to my personal account but within the business, right? So a chunk of the incoming money to the business, part of that goes to my payroll. Um, Part of that goes back into the business. Part of that goes into taxes. And then part of that goes into a profit savings account, right? So again, if y'all want me to go into detail about that, just let me know and I will do a separate Lex chat about creative financing and budgeting. Um, Last but certainly not least, Look over, well, this is not last, second to last. Look over your analytics and your insights. At the end of every month, you should be looking over your analytics for each of your platforms. 
There are three main categories that I have for myself. That's the music and streaming platforms, that's social media platforms, and then there's my website, okay? So you're gonna look through every single one of your platforms, which is usually gonna be Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube. Um, On the streaming side, that'll be Spotify for artists, Apple Music for artists, Amazon for artists. Um, I have not gotten access to my title for artists, but basically anywhere that your music is, see if there is a for artists page, gain access to it, and you will have access to looking at your analytics and your insights. So do that and look at all the different stats across these different platforms, right? So for your social media, we're looking at which posts are getting the most traffic, what's getting the most views, how are the interactions looking, how are the saves looking. It's also looking at the demographics of your audience, how, what's the percentage of men versus women, if you're into the non-binary thing and the pronoun thing, it might tell you that. Um, but how many, what percentage of your followers are men versus women? What's their age range? What's their location? What's their city? What country are they in? And then there's what times and days is going to be, what time and day, what day and times, oh my gosh, what day and time is going to be best for you to post based on the activity of your followers. So which days are they most active? Which times throughout those days are they most active? That will tell you when you should probably post your stuff because that's when most of your followers are on. And um, did I already say how old the audience is? I think I did. When you're looking at the analytics for the music platforms, you're looking at how your streams are doing. How many followers or subscribers do you have? The demographics of your listeners, which is going to be the same thing. Usually you'll be told what's the percentage of men versus women. Um, You'll be told their ages. You'll be told their countries. I don't think you'll get as specific as states, but I think it will tell you the countries that your music is streaming in and then which songs are getting the most streams or what I love about Apple, it tells me which songs are getting the most Shazams. Shout out to I Understand. Y'all go check out the movie The Comeback with Tay Diggs and April Jones. I got my song I Understand placed in there. Shout out to Greg Keys as well because he produced that track. But I Understand is in the movie The Comeback starring Tay Diggs and April Jones. Y'all go check that out. Let me know what you think about that. Okay. And then I think the last one is my website. When I'm looking at my website, I'm looking at which pages are people visiting the most, like what's the most, what's the most interesting page and content that people are interacting with? How long are they staying on these pages? Um, I don't care about the IP addresses just yet, but I'm looking at the country that they're in, the city that they're in. Um, Yeah, they show me the percentage of the country population. I don't think I get ages. I don't get ages on there. And then it tells me what are people searching for to find my website. So keyword searches are very important. Something got to pay attention to. And I think lastly with the website is any products that might be doing well. My neighbors just park so crazy. Like, why do you got to mess up my grass every time you come home? But anyway, so once you've done, once you're done looking at all of those things, right? Based on the information that you found from the analytics and the insights, You're either going to create a plan, continue doing what you've been doing, or revise the plan that you have in place. Okay. 
So based on what you're seeing with your analytics, make a plan for how you're gonna move in the upcoming month. It doesn't have to be a crazy, intricate, detailed plan. It could be as simple as posting just as much as you did. So it could be as simple as sustaining what you've already done, or you could decide specific days to post different types of content. On this day, I'm posting stories every day. Um, I'm posting a picture on this day. I'm posting a reel on this day. I'm posting something else. I don't know. You got pictures, you got reels, you got videos, which takes care of the reels part. But yeah, deciding those things, what type of content am I posting on specific days? What time am I going to try to post by? You might not need to post different content. Maybe part of your plan could be to engage with the posts more by responding to the comments underneath the posts, which is going to help your overall algorithm. The algorithm likes to see activity going on under your posts. So maybe you're doing fine with the post, but maybe what's going to push you over and get you even more interaction is going to be interacting with people. So, you know, it's, it's nice to interact with people and for people to feel like they're a part of a community and that if they say something to you, you'll respond. It's building a bond between you and your followers and not just letting people comment without any interaction. So yeah, those are some things. Those are some things. All right. So quick run through of everything we went over. Of course, there might be more, but I really feel that these are the basics that every artist should be doing every month. I'm gonna restart my camera real quick. So you should be, every single month, you should be updating your song catalog, update that spreadsheet. I'm talking to myself as well. Every month, you should be registering your songs with your performance rights organization. If you're not registered, don't feel bad. Go ahead and take care of getting with ASCAP or BMI or CSAC, all right? You should be registering your songs. You should be, every month, you should be registering any and all live performances that you've done. Register that with your PRO, your performance rights organization, so you can get paid from the live performances. Every month, you should be looking over your payroll, your expenses, and your budget, okay? Make sure the money is flowing right and make sure that you're not falling into a hole. Every month, you should be looking over your analytics and your insights, okay? What's going on on your pages? Who's watching? Who's interacting? What do these people look like as far as male, female, age, location, what type of content are they interacting with the most? Is it your pictures? Is it, is it your reels? Is it your stories? Pay attention to all of that. What time of day are you posting? What time of day are people interacting? All of that is important. And then lastly, every single month, you should be making a plan, continuing your plan, or revising your plan for how you're gonna move in the upcoming month, right? Now, if there are any of these points that you want me to get into more detail about, then please let me know in the comment section down below. If you are listening on a podcasting platform, then review this episode and let me know which of these you would like to get, you would like me to get into more detail about, or let me know what topics you want to hear more about, all right? I think this is a pretty good starting point. This is a good list of basics that every artist should be doing every single month. So yeah, you can build your foundation from there. 
But thank you all so much for tuning in to Lex Chat. I really appreciate everyone who came on live. Shout out to Maurice Beats. Shout out to Ike Remix Unplug. Shout out to Zion. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. Shout out to official Mr. Flat Show. Shout out to the Terry Show. Um, I think that was it. Yeah, I think that was it. Thank y'all so much for tuning in live on Instagram. I really appreciate it. You can catch these chats live on Instagram and sometimes YouTube. I'm going to, I'm going to get my YouTube together. I'm going to get it together. So you can catch these chats live on Instagram and YouTube at Lexi ATL. That's at L-E-X-C-A-T-L to be part of the live conversation. Or you can catch the replays on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. Leave comments and reviews. I would greatly appreciate that. If you would like to become a sponsor for LexChat, a supporter for LexChat, there are two ways to do that. You can become a patron at patreon.com slash LexiATL, or you can buy ad spots during the podcast for your business or service. We got the pre-roll, we got the mid-roll, we got the post-roll. So beginning before my episode starts, the middle somewhere, midway between my episode, about the, we'll say 13 to 16 minutes, that's the midway point, or the post-roll, which is in my closing remarks, okay? Which is going to be between 25 and 35 minutes, all right? That's how you can support me. Details on how to do that will be in my description, in my show notes. You just simply contact me, basically. (laughs) But yeah. Before we go, I want to give another shout out to my patrons, Mr. Flat Shoals and Eldon Cleary. Thank you guys so much for supporting me with that monthly donation that y'all give every month. That truly does help to bring some stability into my life. So thank you guys so much. And remember to buy the album Love Reset. Buy it. Listen, but buy it. Buy it for real. Buy it at LexiATL.com. And anyone who's listening live, the coffee date is happening this Sunday at 12 o'clock. I will see you there. To everyone else, you can meet me virtually. You can do a virtual coffee date with me on the first Sunday of every month. The first Sunday of the month on Instagram, on YouTube, at LexiATL, 12 o'clock Eastern, okay? 12 o'clock Eastern. But thank you all so much for tuning in. I really do appreciate y'all. My name is Lexi. Until next time, peace. Arrested, baby.